If you're looking for success in the vacation rental industry, Heather Bayer and the team at cottageblogger.com are here to show you that it's entirely within reach. Welcome to Vacation Rental Success, the show that features interviews with industry experts, successful vacation rental owners, and more, all geared toward helping you make it happen. Here's your host, Heather Bayer. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of the Vacation Rental Success Podcast, where I interview some great people in our industry talking about everything and anything that I think might be of interest to you as a property owner or a small property manager and bring you the best, the latest of what's going on in the vacation rental business. So thank you for being with me for the next 45 to 50 minutes as we talk about today, the guest experience. And I know we've touched on this a lot in the past and, you know, everywhere you go, every magazine you read, if you read VRM Intel, if you go to conferences, as I will be in the next week or so in Las Vegas, you're going to hear this expression, the guest experience a lot. And it really got me wondering about, you know, what the, what, what is this? What is this guest experience? Is it a, a whale breaching when you're out on a whale watching trip in Maui? Is it a balloon ride over the Napa Valley? I mention these things because I've done both and they were astonishing experiences. But you know, when I've been a guest in a vacation rental, I've come back with memories that are of the tinier things that have happened, the little things that the owners or the property managers have done to make the my experience on vacation to be a really, really great one. And you know, it's odd things for me. It's weird things. You might think it's weird. Like uh, the property we went to in Exuma, where there were dozens and dozens of light switches. Everywhere you went, there were different light switches for the pot lights, for the focus lights, for side lights, for outside lights. And every single one of those light switches had a tiny little label to say what it was. That to me was a great experience. I didn't have to get that frustration in flicking switches on and off because you do that all the time. You know, you're in a, you're in a strange place. You haven't got a clue. You, you, you just don't have the time over the course of a vacation to learn what each switch operates. And it can be, yeah, it can be frustrating. So labels on the light switches, that's what got me and I've never forgotten it. Then in Maui, that's where we saw the whale breaching. And that was a pretty amazing experience. But I have to say, I also remember labels there as well. In that apartment, on the insides of every cupboard, there was a label that said what should go in the cupboard, you know, plates, dishes, casserole dishes, wine glasses. And to me, that once again was an amazing thing to have because I get concerned if I'm in a vacation rental. To, I want to make sure that everything goes back in the right place. And, you know, when you're on vacation with, uh, with a family like we have been, you take things out of cupboards, people take things out, and then they go in the, they, they get used, they go in the dishwasher, and you can never remember where they go back. And that would bother me. So 
having those little labels on those cupboards in that apartment in Maui is something I really, really, really remember. And to me, that's a part, a major part of the guest experience. You see, I'm not interested in the gifts. I'm not interested in the bottle of wine or the fruit basket. It's all very nice, but I'm really not going to remember that as part of the experience. So you might be different. You might look at things in a very different way. You know, you might find that the local bottle of wine or the, um, the, the jar of locally made grainy mustard is something that you will remember. Whereas labels on light switches, there, you know, you're not interested. And the reason is, is that we all look at things differently. We process our experience in different ways. So part of getting to the root of how we create a great guest, a great experience for our, for our guests is understanding how all these perceptions work. What will please some people and not others? We're going to be discussing this in today's episode. And I have my friend and co-presenter at VRMA in Las Vegas, Tyan Marsink, with me. And we're going to explore love languages. And I'm going to leave it to Tyan to explain that a little further. And this, in fact, is what our presentation at Las Vegas is all about. So without further ado, let's go on over to my conversation with Tyan Marsink, the co-founder of the VR Mastered Bootcamp. And of course, she is a, a crazy good vacation rental photographer and consultant. Let's hear it for Tyan. So I'm so delighted to have back with me again um, my friend, Tyanne Marsink from VR Mastered. And, and I, as I just said in the introduction, uh, also an amazing VR photographer and vacation rental consultant. What, what did I miss, Tyanne? <laughs> Thank you. Um, well, uh, mom to three boys, and that's... <laughs> That's a big one. And, and actually how I came across um, on my radar this past year, mainly uh, about what we're going to talk about today. Yeah. Mom to three boys is one thing. Mom to three teenage boys, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they're 11, 13 and 15 now. Yes. Yeah. I remember my boys as teenagers. Yeah. I remember the socks. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. And the sports bags. Yes. Oh, last night, my, my middle one, he comes into the room and it's bedtime. And he goes, Mom, where's that that spray that makes things smell better? I, I'm like, why? Well, my room kind of stinks <laughs> like dog pee. I'm like, did the dog pee in your room? No, 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 they didn't, it didn't pee. It just kind of smells weird in my room. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so later I go check on him and his room smells like Lysol. Oh, so it's a bit like AA, really, isn't it? It's the first step is acknowledging <laughs> what, yes, what the problem exactly. is. Like, oh my gosh! <laughs> my 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 boys, I don't think ever really acknowledge that. And I I remember when my eldest moved out and went to uh, went to university, and I finally got access, real access, to his room. And uh -huh. I and and there was always this weird smell that I'd never been able to really identify, apart from the fact it was just a boy's bedroom. And mm -hmm. under the bed, way, way, way at the back, was an old 
was a plate with a piece oh of gosh. pizza on it. <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't know how many plates I've pulled out from under their beds. Oh yeah. yeah. It's the smells that just, you, you know, when they're in, when you are in their room, you know it. <laughs> oh yeah. But I'm sure they're going to grow up into wonderful young men. They are. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So before we before we move on to the topic of today's podcast, which is intrinsically related to your relationship with your boys, um, <laughs> can I just ask you about the boot camp that you've just finished? Um, just just tell tell me a little bit. Tell us tell us all a little bit about that and what were the highlights of it this time around? So this time around, the, the highlights would be just the fact that watching the attendees build relationships. And I already know there's already people that are going to go have vacations together this year. It's amazing that when you put a small group of people together for five days, and literally we were together for five days except for sleeping hours because we provide meals, we provide suggestions for the dinners we don't provide, and everybody's together from 7.30 in the morning to possibly 9, 10, 11 o'clock at night depending upon how long they want to sit outside around the fire and chat and build those relationships. And what's happening when they build those relationships is they're building their, their business skills and that they're sharing their different viewpoints. And I, I love that. Mm-hmm. But, um, but that, that's one of my favorite parts about boot camp. But overall, um, you know, boot camp was fabulous again, completely exhausting, uh, by end of day one, beginning of day two, they're looking at us. Eyes are starting to get glazed over, and they say, oh, my gosh, you're right. You did say you would give us a lot of information, and this is a lot. And I look, I'm like, um, we've got three, four more days to go. You know, <laughs> there's more coming. <laughs> and, and the other cool thing is uh, one of the gals, she told us um, she signed up, you know, not quite sure what she was going to get, and she thought it would be something where she would get tried to be sold to the entire time. Each session, okay, here's a tool, now you have to buy it. Here's a product, now you have to buy it type thing. And very quickly she realized we're not trying to sell them anything, but we're trying to help them build their business and be successful and learn how to be a host and the hospitality skills and better workflows and really succeed. So it, it was incredible um, for her to just to watch her brain have to stop and then readjust how um, she was viewing boot camp. But I do have to tell you one thing. So I, I was talking to someone um, who came to one of our first boot camps, Heather, and she said when she signed up for boot camp, she wasn't sure exactly what it was, but all she knew is she was going to this conference and she was going to see Heather Bayer. <laughs> she didn't even realize it was Alana and I. She thought she was going to see Heather. So when she got there, <laughs> she's like, oh, Heather's not here. <laughs> but this is awesome still. Well, you guys are totally awesome. And just for anybody who, who doesn't know what the boot camp is, it's it's five day immersion into the vacation rental business from everything from social media through to you know how to how to stage a bedroom, just just everything. Am I right? Yes, absolutely everything. 
And we even go through our personal workflows and say, okay, this is what we do when an inquiry comes in. This is what we do when a guest arrives. This is what we do when we have an issue. These are the tools we use as well. And then Alana and I, we have different workflows. We use different tools. So it's a lot of also sharing, here's one way, here's another way. And you don't have to do it exactly as someone else. Do what works best for you. And in trying to just also convey that concept and that, that reality, that mindset, that there is nothing that's perfect. And if you wait for perfect, nothing will ever get done. Yeah, good stuff. Well, I'll be, uh, I'll be interested to hear from, from your, your latest um, round of attendees, because I know when you came to VRSS and you did a one-day session, um, and there were some people there who had done the previous, some of the previous five-day boot camps, Mm-hmm. And and I heard from them about how valuable they found it, and it just it just really got them so immersed in in yeah. the in the industry, and and they just pop out at the other end with this you know, I, this hospitality halo. <laughs> it's it's fun, and we've had one gal who's come to every single one, all three <laughs> of them, and she's like, I am addicted. And then by the end of the boot camp this year, everybody's looking at us. Okay, when and where's the next one? How do we sign up? <laughs> And so we're like, okay, we've got, we, we know the general area we want to do next year, but we haven't, you know, solidified a location yet, but it's coming. Yeah. Excellent. Well, I'm sure during that five days, you probably had some thoughts on the different people's love languages, the people, yes. who, your attendees and what their love languages were. And and now I think we're intriguing our audience here on the podcast because they're going, you know, what is she talking about? You know, we're now yeah. into the range of, you know, some some weird different type of podcast. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, right. So, you know, th- this really is a background to a presentation that you and me and Andy McNulty um, from Touch Day are doing at the VRMA in Las Vegas when we are going to be on the stage at the MGM Grand. Only time we can say this. I know. I'm excited. (laughs) Andy came up with the title, which was Sharpen Your Knives, Doubling Down on the Guest Experience. And when we started to think about, we we knew what we wanted to get across, but when we started to think about it, it was like, well, we need some sort of theme that's going to drive this presentation, make it different, make it interesting, and make it very relevant to every single person who's going to be there. And you came up with Love Languages. So really, over to you now. Explain. <laughs> so um, I came across Love Languages by Gary Chapman a few years ago. Uh, and it's talking about how we all have, yes, we have a verbal language, but we also have an emotional language. And this past year especially, I was having just, you know, raising teenagers is, is hard. Raising kids is hard. And I wasn't connecting with them well. And I realized, oh, wait a second. What if I find out what the love language is? And so I had my kids do the love language test. And I did my test again. So I could find out how exactly they receive love, how they hear love. Because the way we speak it is our language. But that's not everybody else's. And I found my language is receiving gifts and acts of service, whereas their language is words of affirmation and then receiving gifts. 
So if I'm doing acts of service for them, that doesn't necessarily mean they're hearing it as I love you. But I think I'm saying I love you with what I do. So it was real interesting um, tweaking the way I I talk to my boys, um, young men now, and teaching them how to speak these other languages. And then the more I thought about it, I realized, you know, there's more relationships in our life that we need to be speaking the love languages. And I I did a little bit of research and I found Gary Chapman has covered this as well. Um, He has the appreciation languages, which would be geared towards appreciation at work. There's the languages of apology. And I started reading that book and that just completely changed the way I do customer service and talking to my guests um, with those languages of apology, learning that not everybody speaks the same way or accepts apologies the same way. And that's a whole nother conversation right there. Uh, but the more I thought about it, um, it, making my guests feel welcome, because guests remember how you make them feel. They don't always remember what you say or do necessarily, but in the end, it's how you make them feel. And if I'm not speaking their love language, it's completely dropping off. They, they don't get it. Um, and this, this story is, I'm going to be part of the presentation that I want to tell you guys. Um, it's about, I went to New Orleans Labor Day weekend. And that's my, Labor Day weekend is my annual road trip. And we didn't realize there was a festival going on that weekend. So not only did we hit a holiday weekend and a festival weekend, it, it was crazy in New Orleans. I, we knew that there wouldn't be many rooms available. But we found what we thought was this cute little boutique hotel. And yes, we searched vacation rentals first, but they were all booked by this time. We chose this place online. Look great. We arrive. Well, it, it was not up to par as far as cleanliness. And I, I was disappointed. I mean, truthfully, I was very disappointed. But I thought, you know, that's okay. I'm still going to have a good time. But looking back, I'm realizing acts of service, my language, was not being said because if that was clean, to me, that's an acts of service. They're speaking my emotional language. Nor did they speak quality time. That's higher on my list, too. They didn't spend the time in my room to get it ready for me, prepping it for me. So I, I thought, yeah, I can make it through. The next morning, I woke up, and I just kind of glanced casually over at the door and realized the smoke detector was missing. And at that point, I said, no, 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 no. I, I am not staying here. They, they've just made me feel very unwelcome, very unsafe. And I'm done. Either they boom me to another room or I leave. And I sent um, Nat to go to the, front, to the front desk. And he opens the door. And right outside our door, we run ground level. There was about two inches of standing water. Now, granted, I knew in New Orleans, rains come through, the streets flood, that's fine. But it was already, I don't know, 8, 8.30 a.m. by this point, and there was still standing water. And in my head, I'm thinking, oh, this should have been swept out for people who like to get up and get coffee at least. So we, we tiptoed around, carefully trying not to get our feet wet, and got to the front desk. 
and immediately they said, okay, yes, we're sorry. And I don't know if they even said we're sorry. They just said, okay, would you like another room? Yes, I would like another room. And, and right there to me was they were giving me a gift, <laughs> even though they're really just following up on good customer service, giving me a gift. Um, and they upgraded our room completely, got to the second level, great view out of the hotel. But looking back, they did not make me feel welcome whatsoever. In the hospitality industry right now, there's so much consolidation going on, and it's becoming very data-driven, and we're getting very efficient. We get efficient workflows so we can make more money. But if we forget the hospitality part and how we are making people feel, if we're not speaking people's emotional languages and giving them those warm fuzzies, they're not going to feel welcome or appreciated. The overall experience for them is going to go down. They're not going to like it. And they'll go somewhere where they felt welcome. They felt appreciated. They, they were given their emotional love language. So, so let's just have a look at what these love languages are. Because you've mentioned things like acts of service, gifts, appreciation and quality time i can't remember what the other one was so i'm can i ask you just to talk briefly about what she, what each one is with it with with perhaps an example of of how it could be delivered yes so um and remember this is all based on gary chapman i did not create this type of thing i'm just relating it from um, what gary chapman has found in his research um to the vacation rental industry so, receipt, or let's see, let's do acts of service. So, Heather, I had you take the love language test that Gary Chapman has on his website, fivelovelanguages.com, and you found that acts of service was your top love language. Mm -hmm. And we were chatting about it before. Acts of service is simply things like having the coffee or tea set up at the house so that somebody doesn't have to go buy some right away. You know, you don't have to provide their entire stay, but a starter pack so that that's set up there. Maybe it's just a tea kettle sitting on the stove with the tea next to it ready to go in whenever they get their water put together. And it's labels. Yes, and like you said <laughs> earlier, labels. Well, that would also be quality time. They've taken the time to do something. So, you know, it's acts of service, preparing something for you, and taking the time to do it for you. Acts of service could be simply as leaving the light on when you know that your guest is coming in late at night. It could be playing music when you know they're coming in, so it kind of sets the mood. Even simply having attraction tickets ready to go on the table or the firewood is stacked in the fireplace and they just need to light it. All those little things are acts of service to provide for your guest. It, it was interesting because when I when I did that test and mm -hmm. and I saw my my results with acts of services first and words uh, words of appreciation second very close second and then I started to apply that to the times when I've been a guest and those are the things those are the experiences I really really remember you know the f first first of all with those little things you know you walk in and there's a fire lit and there's some music playing and there's labels on the cupboards. And, and then, then um, words of appreciation when I've left the property and to get a, a note, a personal note from the owner or from the property manager to say, 
I just wanted to thank you so much for staying with us. And when, when they say, and you left the place in such a lovely condition, that really means huge amounts to me. Whereas, and I, you know, we're going to cover this one next, I think, gifts mm-hmm. is right down at the bottom. I don't appreciate gifts <laughs> at all. I remember, remember coming back from, I think it was coming back from a, a play, um, I can't remember where we were, Costa Rica, I think. And one of the um, one of the big memories from that that vacation was the local property manager taking the time to come around and sit down with us and asking us what we liked to do, and being so amazing in booking some you know he booked the zip line tour for us he he told us what the best restaurant was and it wasn't one that you could find in any of the books because it was a mm-hmm. locals restaurant and told us where we could where where to buy the best ceviche on the roadside, because you've got to be very careful about that. But yeah, but when we got back, about two weeks after, after we got back, in the mail came, came this, a mug, a plastic mug with the name of the property on the side of it. And it came in the door, got unwrapped, and went straight in the garbage. <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't, you know. So, so just yeah. tell, tell us about gifts. <laughs> okay, yeah, so you... It, you know, receiving gifts, it, it doesn't matter to you at all. That is not your emotional language. Whereas for me, I love getting gifts. I love walking in and there's a local treat sitting there waiting for me. Maybe simply bottled water in the fridge, a branded item that's useful. So like your wa- plastic water bottle that you got in the mail, I would have been like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. It's got the logo of the place I stayed and I'm going to use this for my biking. Oh, this is awesome. <laughs> You know, <laughs> completely different. Mm-hmm. That's that's the receiving gifts. And, 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 you know, a lot of things, too, can cover two languages. And then there's also dialects of different languages. So, you know, everything's kind of fluid. This is, you know, a base to kind of help you figure out um, how to hit all of your love languages for your guests because you don't know what they're going to be. You can't say, okay, I want you to take this 15-minute love language test or on fivelovelanguages.com before you can come so you can get a perfect stay. Yes, you could do that if you <laughs> if you think you can get your guests to do that and maybe you only have one property. But if you've got several properties or you manage hundreds of properties, it's just not realistic at all. But, okay, so words of affirmation. The thing also with words of affirmation is not just the positives – but the negatives, if, if you've got a guest whose words of affirmation is their language and you talk rudely to them or you have a brusque tone with them, maybe you're having a bad day, or even if you don't, don't answer one of their questions that they've asked you, you're going to turn them off right away. That warm, fuzzy feeling does not appear at all, and it's going to be very difficult to get them back on track to have a good experience because you've messed it up so badly in their eyes. So words of affirmation, the things you can do is one, at the very first contact, tell them thank you. Thank you for contacting you. Thank you for inquiring with you. If your first contact is an instant booking, then you know thank you so much for booking with us. And then also just affirming them as you go along the booking process. If you've got a rental agreement, just thanking them, saying, hey, you've returned that rental agreement so promptly. Really appreciate that. And then when it's coming up, 
just a simple, hey, we're looking forward to hosting you. Here's the information that you need. So sprinkling in the words of appreciation and affirmation is really, really important for the people that that's their top, even top two love languages. And of course, at the end, be sure to thank them for choosing to stay with you because they could have chosen somewhere else. It really is an interesting one. You, for, for a lot of um, people, a lot of owners, companies, once you get the booking, it's almost considered, well, that's it. You know, you've got the booking. You're going to send them some information on the property, uh, how to get there, how to access it. But many people just don't go any further than that. Whereas just sending them, you know, a few days before they go, your, your vacation's just coming up. We can't wait, to, can't wait for you to arrive and to enjoy the property. Is there anything we can do to make your arrival the best you've ever had? To me, you know, again, that, that words of affirmation, appreciation is, is very close on my acts of service as my favorite love, love, favorite love languages. I took my, um, my eldest son and his, his wife down to Niagara Falls um, in the summer and, and we stayed in um, a, a small apartment and I booked it and then heard absolutely nothing. Until, mm-hmm. until you know the day before, and I had to con- you know I had to contact them and say, um, how do how do we get in? And I got a fairly brusque response saying, well, it's all in the information we sent you when you booked. That that immediately impacted the whole experience. I felt uncomfortable about going. So yeah. you know, I mean this this really works for me. And as as a as a property manager, I'm already looking at how to apply these love languages to to our processes when you look at guest experiences i think the larger property managers look at them and say you know we just cannot scale this we can't mm-hmm. scale this you might be able to do it if you're an independent owner and you provide you know a kayak or you book their golf tea times or whatever but it's difficult to scale when you've got 200, 300, 400,000 properties. How, how, do you, how do you do that? It's, almost, mm-hmm. it's impossible. But automated systems allow this to happen. Setting up email automation, understanding what each guest is, is looking for, and that, of course, is knowing what your personas are, mm-hmm. um, who the people are who are coming, and then sending them the right information that yes. just goes such a long way to meet the needs of some of these love languages. Absolutely. I only have five properties and I manage a sixth, but I have so many other businesses that I run and other things that I do that I know I have to have my processes down and my workflow, a lot of it automated. And it's amazing when I can say, okay, after someone books, I spend 10 minutes on that booking and everything is automated until they arrive. And then I take a few minutes to call them because that's physical touch. And then after that, everything else is automated. Good. I wanted to ask you about physical touch because I, I read that one. I thought, oh, how do we do this? Because we, I know we don't meet our people. We don't get to shake their hand. So physical touch, it's something that is as simple as your voice is touching them. Because you can call them at inquiry or booking. You can call or text after their arrival. Personally, I call them. I know many other hosts who text. And then sending a card. 
So what I do for my Branson houses, since they book so far in advance, it could be months or a year in advance, as soon as they book, I send them a physical card. And I'm co- so I'm covering actually several love languages with this one. Physical touch, because I'm sending them something physical. I'm sending, um, saying quality time, because I've taken the time to put this together for them. It's a hiking map of my favorite hiking trail in the area. It's an act of service, because I've done something for them. It's receiving a gift. It's a card. And then words of affirmation, because I'm telling them, thank you for booking. I appreciate that you've chosen me. And here's some insider information. So one simple card covers all the love languages. Exactly. So, you know, you don't have to think that, okay, I have to have one thing per, you know, one thing you do can cover several love languages at the same time. And then of course, there's a card you can send them after the stay. That would be also considering physical touch as well as words of affirmation. But quality time, I know that one, some people have a hard time wrapping their head around, especially when you're a manager and you've got 200 properties, which means you've got possibility of 200 guests times however big their group is. So there's several things you can do and put into your workflow. One of them is that welcome book. Um, Personally, I do a digital welcome book. I use Touch Day. And that way, when you send a welcome book, no matter if you use Touch Day or if you use another service or if you send a PDF or if you've got it set up maybe just on your website with a password, what it's done is you've given them information to look at ahead of time. You've taken that time to put something together for them. So they feel like you're right there next to them. So those are the five love languages and how I interpret Gary Chapman's way um, of, you know, his research that he's done with the love languages, interpreting it to our vacation rental industry and how I develop the relationships um, with my guests. And what's amazing is you see it in the reviews, you see the outcome. And when you are applying this, and, and I'm sure most everybody listening applies at least one of these things, if not something from all of these categories already. But by paying attention and maybe massaging it a little bit to really make these work for you, you're going to see it in those reviews at the end of stays. And then you'll see it in the return guest as well. It, it's, it's interesting because I've, I've seen, uh, you know, on forums and people have said, you know, that, that it doesn't, didn't seem that what they did was able to satisfy their guests. You know, I left them a bottle of wine. What more do they want? <laughs> you're not speaking their language that's exactly it so yeah so so that that's a great explanation tyan really really great just give give us a little bit more information on the on where people can go and find out a little bit more about these love languages you've mentioned it but uh, just reiterate that yeah okay so if you want to look at um, gary chapman's his website is five which is the number five lovelanguages.com and then I've also set up um, a little quiz that you can take from a guest perspective, a guest view. So if you were a guest and I want you to take this little quiz, I've kind of based it off of um, the Love Languages actual quiz. Um, and you can s- 
see what your love language would be as a guest. And, and when you understand what you yourself are, you can more relate to your guests and see what they're doing. So if you go to touchday.com forward slash love, and that's where the quiz will be at touchday.com forward slash love, take the short quiz. Um, and it just gives you kind of a taste. It's not the full quiz like love languages. So it doesn't take as long as that one. And it'll give you an idea of different things you can do. And then when you, and at the end, if you go ahead and put your email address in, we'll send you actionable tips on what you can do in your workflow for each of these love languages. Well, well, I'll make sure that I put the link to um, the love languages site and also the link to the quiz on touch day on the show notes. So if anybody's interested, they'd like to go and take a look at, at those, they can. All right. Thank you. Excellent. We will be on stage at um, VRMA in Las Vegas next week. And I, as I say, I'll be there with Tyann, with Andy McNulty. And this has been, this is being a labor of love, putting this presentation together, seeing as we've got me in Canada, you in Missouri, and Andy in um, in England. Oh, hey, you went to England for the first time. I did. How, how it was, was that? Fabulous. I loved it. Some of the 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 first plans kind of didn't work out, so I ended up having a full extra day um, to do what I want, and I spent the entire day at the Tower of London, <laughs> roaming those stone pathways and seeing the crown jewels. I was I was so happy. Oh, I bet. I bet. Cause I know, I know wherever you go, you just get right into the, uh, into the culture of the place. I know when you were in Toronto, you went to the TCN tower, you went to a ball game at, uh, whatever they're calling it now. It used to be the Rogers <laughs> center. It used to be the sky dome. I don't know what they call it now, but it's, it's where the blue Jays play. Mm-hmm. We say that very quietly. <laughs> <laughs> it's where there's baseball happens. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I, I know you really get into it. So I'm so glad you made the most of that trip to, uh, to London. Um, just, just, um, tell us a bit, just tell us a little bit about your role of, um, with, with touch day. Yeah. So touch day asked me, uh, to be their community ambassador and I, I love it. You know, basically it's just letting others know what touch day is and how I use it. And then I, I, we also have a secret Facebook group, and I talk to their users about different tips that they can do, or you could say hacks to figure it out to make the system work for them. And then I give Andy ideas and feedback on how to make the product even better. So it was really cool. I we went to I, they brought me to England for two reasons. Uh, one is we have a new association model, and we just launched in August in Nashville, and then last week we launched in Bath, England. So it, it's kind of it's really awesome how we're launching in different parts of the world simultaneously, and the it just kind of gives me goosebumps sometimes when I start thinking about the, the this model of it. But basically, it's that bridge that gives you the host the opportunity to connect your guests to the local businesses. So the local businesses now have a direct route to reach your guests at vacation rentals, whereas previously there really was no way to reach them directly. So it's you curating 
and your, your maybe your tourism association or your lodging association curating uh, the local businesses who want to reach your guest. And in doing so, this also creates that those data points and the proof, the facts of how vacation rentals are really supporting the local economy, which I think is really important as we get further into um, cities and towns and states creating their legislation and their policies on short-term rentals. So it, it makes me a little excited that we're able to create this win-win-win for everybody. I, I love to see how how this this industry is is moving forward and how technology is uh, complementing everything that we do on a personal level. I can't wait to see you in Las Vegas, and <laughs> we better sit down and have a practice. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> it's kind of hard from two different continents and three different time zones. I just all I can think about is so a um, a Brit, a Canadian, an American walk into the room <laughs> and there's a joke somewhere. So if anyone comes up with what the punchline is, let us know. What we have to do within our presentation is to touch on all the five love languages that will connect us to our audience. So, yes. so if you're going to be in that room, um, maybe you want to do the quiz first of all to see what, you know what what your your love language might be as a guest, um, but uh, but maybe we'll just pick on you, and uh, and and find out what it is at at the time because uh, that that's part of my plan. Yeah, yeah, I've got I've got the quiz. I've got some testers going right now, and it's really interesting. The results so far, mm-hmm. very actually, really surprising to me. So. Yeah, we might have to have a follow-up to talk about the results. Yes, indeed. We will be talking again, um, probably before we meet in Las Vegas, I hope. (laughs) (laughs) I hope so, too. (laughs) In the meantime, it's been been great talking to you, Tyann, as ever. This has actually been a good experience for me because it's it's sort of cemented what I understood these love languages to be and, and certainly got me much more comfortable with the way they align with our industry and and how we can communicate and connect with our guests yeah thank you so much for having me and um you know something that i enjoy talking about vacation rental industry absolutely always a pleasure (laughs) it is and i'll see you soon all right we'll talk to you later So thank you so much, Tyann Marsink, for, for joining me and explaining uh, what love languages are and how we can relate them to our business. And it did take me some time to, before I got to the aha moment, when I thought, ah, yes, this really does and can apply. Because at, at the beginning, I was thinking, well, you know, this, this is a theory about um love relationships it's about family relationships it's about spousal relationships and how we communicate with each other in in different ways and if we you know if if you communicate with your spouse say and you just shower them with gifts but they couldn't give a a toss about gifts what they're more interested in is acts of service and they'd far rather you took the garbage out than gave them a bunch of flowers um 
but once I was able to relate that this was just a way of communication and that we, we all respond to communication in different ways, then I began to, as I say, I got that sort of light bulb moment and it all clicked. So I hope it has for you. And definitely go to the links that I've put in the show notes for fivelovelanguages.com and go to touchday.com and um, do the quiz. And then you'll see what this is all about. But you should go to fivelovelanguages.com and do the quiz on there as well and and see see if you have the same. See if you come up with the same preferred love language in your personal relationships as you do if you were doing it as a guest. So that would be quite interesting. So that's it for now. Um, I'm off to Las Vegas on Saturday and just having two nights actually um, because I've got to be back here next week for, for another business event. But uh, I will make the most of it. I'm actually, I'm actually coming back. I've got a midnight flight out of Vegas and which lands in Toronto at 7 o'clock in the morning. I'm sort of imagining what the flight back is going to be like. And I'm just hoping I can sleep for the four and a half hours. So I hope you enjoyed this. If, if you're listening to this on the day of publication and you come along to our session at VRMA, please come and say hello afterwards or before or whatever. Say that you, you listened to the podcast because I love to meet listeners. So I'd be delighted to, to say hello, to hear about your, your property, your company, and to have a chat about it. That's it for now. I hope you've enjoyed this and I look forward to being with you again next week. This episode of Vacation Rental Success is over, but don't worry, Heather will be back soon. Want more great resources? Visit cottageblogger.com for tips, tricks, downloads, and strategies to help you achieve profit from your vacation rental business.